Thank you for joining the Home Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at myhomechurch.org. But without a shadow of a doubt, I truly believe that God has something that he wants to say to you this morning. I know it. It's been confirmed over and over and over again this week. Thursday morning, I woke up and I felt the Lord say that we, we that, that we should declare war. <clears throat> and, but I felt like he was speaking it to me. He said, I woke up and he said, declare war. And I was like, yes, yes, declare war. What do you mean? Declare war. Okay. So I got my coffee and I opened my Bible and I just felt led to open Ephesians. And um, in Ephesians 6, it speaks about the armor of God. And if you've been in church long enough, you know that there's like armor of God people, you know, that they're like, yes, the armor of God, I put it on every morning. But I was never one of those people. I've studied it, I've read it. But this time, the armor of God was like jumping off the page at me. And I was like, wow, okay. All right, Lord. So I closed the Bible, and suddenly I was reminded of Wednesday night, we gather here for prayer. And at the end of prayer, we said, did anybody see anything? Was there any pictures uh, in your mind? Did the Lord speak to anyone? And everyone spoke and talked about what the Lord had said to them. And at the end, before we were walking out the door, Caesar turned to me and said, you know, this is going to be weird, but um, and I don't know what it means, but... God showed me a man dressed in full armor. And so I'm sitting in my bed and I'm like, oh my goodness, Lord, this is what you're talking about. You want your people to declare war on the enemy and you want to talk and equip them through Ephesians 6, through the armor of God. So I truly believe that God wants to do this very thing here today because then as I was preparing the word of God, I was scrolling through Facebook on a break. <laughs> I do that, and to, to rest my mind, and I saw someone else in this church that had just put it up on their newsfeed. Yesterday, again, I had to take a break because I was in there uh, basically all day, and I went on Instagram. So the moral of the story is you can see God through social media. That's not the moral of the story. But there was another leader who I really respect and, and, and love, Jen Johnson, and she posted the very same thing. So I believe that God is doing this throughout his whole body, that he wants to declare war on the enemy. He wants to declare war on the enemy. And just before service, as we were in the prayer room, <clears throat> I felt like this was a little disjointed from what God has been saying to us as a body. And then it clicked. I realized last week we spoke about the hiding place. Last week we spoke about what can happen in the hiding place, and that is that the voice of the enemy comes, right? When Jesus went into the wilderness, the devil himself came, right? And he spoke. So I truly believe that God is equipping us in this season to wage war and declare war on the enemy because he's preparing us. He's preparing us to be empowered, to walk in the power of the Spirit when we exit this season of hiding. And first and foremost, I need to talk to you about the devil. <laughs> the devil is a real person. He's a real spirit. And even if you don't believe in him, you've encountered him. Even if you think of him as just this 
red guy with a tail and a pitchfork. That's, that's not who he is. He's actually a real spiritual force. And it's not to give him glory. It's just that when we are declaring war, we need to know who our opponent is so that we can crush him. But I need to tell you that, that the Lord was, was really clear the week before to me. He was saying, don't say the devil doesn't have power. So often I hear believers say, and they stop here, the devil doesn't have any power. But God, in his word, defines who the devil is. And we need to know so we know who we're up against, okay? So John 8, 4, 4. We're going to talk first about the nature of the enemy. And I'll go through this really fast. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native tongue, for he is a liar and he's the father of lies. So he's a murderer and he's a liar. He's the father of lies. If you're lying, it's because you've been influenced by him. He is the father of lies. In him, there is no truth. John 10, 10 says he is the thief who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Everybody wake up and pay attention because you have to understand if you want to defeat your enemy, you need to know what his nature is, so when those thoughts come, and when he comes at you, you can defeat him, okay? He is a, a thief, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and he's a liar. First Peter 5, 8 says, he prowls around like a lion, seeking someone to devour, seeking you to devour, seeking me to devour. His character reflects the things that he does. His character reflects the way that he works, the things that he whispers in our ear. And like I said, the devil has actual power here on this earth. And I've heard believers pray, like, devil, you have no power. Devil, you have no power. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 says he is the God of this age. Lowercase g. He's the God of this age, meaning this world right here, the sublunary world. I learned that word this week. <laughs> That's a good word. You should use it. Ephesians 6.12, Paul says this. He is a ruler. He is an authority. He is a power in the dark world, and he is a spiritual force of evil. So our enemy is a force of evil. He is an authority. He has power. And if we don't acknowledge that the enemy has power and that he has authority here on this earth as believers, what can happen is suddenly I feel him. I hear him. I feel oppressed. I feel depressed. I hear this thing. What's that word? I thought that when I believe in Jesus, that the devil has no power or authority. But he does have real power, and he does have real authority here on this earth. And this is not to give him credit. It's to just peel back the reality of who he is so that you can be equipped because we are victorious in Christ. We are victorious in Christ. Ephesians 6, 12 says this. It says, again, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. That means we are not warring against one another. You are not my enemy. My husband's not my enemy. The person that cut me off is not my enemy. They're not my enemy. We're not waging war against one another, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. The word for authority in that scripture, I just want to highlight, is exousia. And that means a power to act, 
power, weight, influence, and earthly power. So he has a real power. That's from the word of God. But then Jesus, listen to this. Matthew 28, 18 says this. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority has been given to Jesus. And that word authority is pas, and it simply means this. It's a different word than the authority that the devil has. It means all, the whole, and every kind. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Jesus has all authority over everything, heaven and earth. And now you could be like, well, you just said the devil has authority. But see, it's relative. The devil has power and authority, but Jesus has power and authority over the devil. Do you understand me? The power that the devil has is this. It says he asserts his power over the world who asserts its independence from God. So if we assert our independence from God, if we're saying, God, I don't want anything to do with you, or I'm not going to fight the way that you're asking me to fight, we now give power to the devil because we are asserting our independence from God. Do you understand what I'm telling you? I know you do, some of you. Okay, so that same authority that Jesus has, that pass authority over everything, he has placed that inside of us. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you. Do you understand that? He himself, Jesus himself said this, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. So although the enemy has power and authority, we have power and authority over him. And this is incredible. Bill Johnson said this and my mind was blown. And this is just something, I just want to tear the veil. If there is demonic influence in your life, if there is evil things influencing your life, if you have a stronghold in your life and you are a believer, you have authority, right? You have authority over the devil. If you have influence of the demonic in your life, you have given your authority away. The only power that the enemy can have, if I have all authority, is the power that I give him. Do you guys understand what I'm telling you? You have authority over the devil, yet you can't help but bow down to these demonic things. That means you're giving your authority away. You're literally giving what Jesus died to give you away, okay? That is the reality. That's the hard line. That's the reality. But we're going to learn how to fight and wage war here today. Wage war against the enemy. And no longer are we going to declare, well, I'm just going to have to wait till God does it because God has placed a sword in our hand to do it. Second Corinthians 4.1 says this, the God of this age the devil has blinded the minds of the unbelievers so they cannot see the might of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. And God showed me here today that it's the word that Christina spoke. He showed me that there's believers in here who are still buying the idea that they have blinders on. They are believing the voice of the enemy that they still have these blinders on and their lives aren't reflecting the might of the gospel. 
And in turn, their lives aren't reflecting the glory of Jesus on this earth. Do you understand? If we don't recognize and understand our authority over the enemy, we're going to walk the same as the world because they're just as influenced by these demonic things. We're not going to be able to walk in the victory that God has for us. So we just need to declare the truth that Jesus tore the veil. He took the blinders off. None of us have blinders on. But we have to stop and understand and wage war against the enemy. We can't just sit around and say, I just got to keep going. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. He's here. I feel him. I got to keep going. He's here. I feel him. I got to keep going. Trying to fight for ourselves. Trying to fight for ourselves. I got I to gotta skip and say this. <laughs> I put it in order, but God's going to put it in a different order. God gave me this picture of the enemy wielding a knife. And this might seem crazy, <laughs> but he was wielding a knife like this. And like, I'm sitting there dodging the knife. <laughs> I'm sitting there dodging the knife. Do you guys ever feel like that during the day? Like, he's just coming at you with thoughts. He's telling you things about your family, your marriage, your kids, your circumstance. And you're just dodging, dodging, dodging. And it's so tiring. It's so tiring. And the picture was this, that Jesus was over here like, hey, busy. I'm dodging. I'm being a good Christian over here, dodging the devil. And he's like, come here. Come on. I got something for you. And I'm like fighting and I'm like, God, where are you? Help me. The enemy's after me. And then finally I just come over here and he puts his arms around me and he says, he uses his word. He uses his word when he brings us comfort and he says, no weapon formed against you will prosper. No weapon formed against you will prosper. No weapon formed against you will prosper. All things work together for the good of those who love you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. And I just pictured just melting in that moment. And I really believe, I really truly believe that that's available for us in each and every moment. But we're not waging war the way God is asking us to wage war. We're waging war in this striving. We're striving as hard as we can to try to fight the enemy however we think we can by stopping to think about him or continuing our day. But God wants us to use the word of God because that's where he's found. It's the living word of God. That's where he wraps his arms around you and speaks to you, comforts you. It's the living word of God. And I I believe that there needs to be an increase in our time in the Word. I believe that Jesus is calling us to know Him more so we can walk in the freedom that He has for us, that we can declare and wage war on the enemy through declaring the Word of God because that's where He is. He's hidden in that. We are hidden in that when we speak it over our circumstances. Ephesians 6, uh, 11 through 17 says, 
to put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the forces of darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. And I would like to say this. I truly believe that the battlefield is in the mind. I'm with Joyce Meyer. The battlefield is in the mind because you cannot change your outward circumstances, right? Your outward circumstances are going to be what they are. I can't change you. I can't change you. But God is telling me that I have the victory. So if I have the victory, the battlefield is here. And the enemy attacks our mind. He attacks, he attacks our mind in, in so many different ways. If I'm fighting with my husband, if I'm fighting with my brother, my sister, have an emotional fight, I can easily go slam the door into my room and all of a sudden you get flooded with the thoughts of the enemy. I'm not talking to them for a week. I'm not talking to them for the rest of my life. In fact, I'm going to give them divorce papers and they're going to see what they did to me. And that's one thing that the Lord put on my heart here is that there's people who are considering this who are in marriages right now. And the enemy is speaking that into your marriage. And I truly, truly believe that God is going to unveil that. We're going to put on the armor of the word of God. In those moments when you are at your job and your coworker has said something negative about you and you're sitting at your desk and you're typing and the enemy is like, I can't believe they said that. Uh, you know, like, who do they think they are? You should, you should do this. You should do that. You should, you should go tell your boss. You should just bombarding you. You guys know these moments. Nobody is exempt from these moments. And as believers, we need to take authority over that voice of the enemy, that lying spirit. And we need to proclaim the word of God. Sorry. We need to wage war. We need to say, no longer am I going to allow the enemy to rule my life. Fourteen through seventeen, Ephesians six. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth. So the armor. This armor refers to Roman soldiers' armor. Okay. Guarding your legs. That's our source of strength. Putting on the breastplate of righteousness protecting our emotions, the sensitive things, our heart, having your feet shod, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Roman soldiers' shoes, they had spikes that dug into the ground. They had spikes that held their ground. In addition to all this, taking up the shield of faith, each of us have a measure of faith that God has given us. This measure of faith, it will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And the helmet of salvation which is over our mind. And all of these things, all of these things are defensive and there's one offensive weapon. That's the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. But this gets better. Not only is it, it wasn't this like long sword the Roman soldiers had. It was for stabbing enemies that were close. And it was for this purpose digging out arrows, digging out arrows out of their armor. So if your shield of faith doesn't block the arrow of the enemy and the arrow hits your mind or your heart or your emotions, take your sword of the word and minister it to yourself. 
fighting with my wife. Enemy comes, she get a divorce. <laughs> what God has brought together, no man separate. What God has brought together, let no man separate. I will consider the needs of others more important than myself. I will forgive because you've forgiven me. And you will minister with the sword of the Spirit, taking the arrows out of yourself that the enemy is trying to take you out with. Waging war against the enemy. Surrendering to the voice of God. There's a woman, Lynn Marie. Could you put that picture up? This woman changed my perspective on life. One day I saw her in a video praying for the sick. She had oxygen up her nose and a tank. And she was laying hands on the sick and they were being healed. And I'm like, oh, this is just blowing my mind. This woman has an oxygen. She was barely breathing and she's praying and these people are getting healed. So I followed her on Facebook <laughs> and she documented her whole process. She was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis and she needed a double lung transplant. Her lungs were failing. But this woman lived by the word of God. The word of God. She proclaimed the word of God no matter what the enemy would tell her. She proclaimed the word of God. And as her life was failing, her lungs were literally failing. She was on the brink of death. They called with lungs. They called with lungs for her and she documented it. It was the coolest thing. But I was like, oh my goodness. Because in the documentation, she's in the car, surrounded by cars in traffic and she's like, I have four hours for my lungs. God gave me lungs from heaven. And she says, the GPS has five hours because there's traffic. God, thank you for my lungs. Thank you for opening up traffic. And she just began to worship. God, I worship you, I love you. There was not a bit of worry in her. And I'm like, God, open, move the cars. You can't do this. She's gonna die. She's full of hope. Like." Come on. And she's just worshiping, living by the word, a living testimony of trusting God and waging war against what the enemy was saying. But she was hoping in God. So she gets, four hours later, there's another video, and she's in her hospital bed, smile from ear to ear. And she said, well, the doctors just got done. And they said, there is a very real chance that I could die. There's more chance that I could die than I could survive during this surgery. And when the lungs are placed inside of me, even if I have a successful surgery, it's most likely that my body will reject these lungs. And you know what she said then? I will not die. I will live and I will declare the works of the Lord. I will not die. I will live and I will declare the works of the Lord. I will not die. I will live and declare the works of the Lord. And I remember watching that and weeping because I'm like, oh my God, I need that. <laughs> and the reality is that even if she died in that moment, the glory that she had bought to Jesus by just proclaiming his truth, trusting his goodness, being faithful with his word, not allowing the enemy to infiltrate and steal her peace and her joy. My God, the glory that God has gotten out of this woman's life. And look at her now. I mean, it's obvious she did not, she did not die. <laughs> 
her lung transplant, she got healed quicker than the doctor said it was absolutely miraculous. But I have this image for each and every one of you guys that I had a picture of us with giant headphones on, okay? All of us with these giant headphones on and these people screaming and pointing and pointing and just just cussing at us and screaming at us. And we're all here with our headphones on like this, full of joy, full of peace, just like Lynn, full of Jesus. And in the headphones is the word of God. And we're just filled with it as, as every demonic thing is screaming at us. And that's what God wants to release over us here, an awareness of what the enemy wants to do, a zeal to declare war, to declare his word, no matter what we see in the natural, to live victorious lives, moment to moment, not just on the mountaintop experiences, but moment to moment that we would declare war and walk in the victory that he has for us. And there is times that God will just zap. I can't, there you go, zap. (laughs) He'll remove things. But there are also times where he says, fight. Take the sword and fight. And when he just removes things, yes, that's a better hand. It's to show that he is God over your life. It's to show who he is to show you who he is. But when he says, take this and fight, it's to show you that he has given you authority and that you need to walk in that authority. He wants to show you that he has equipped you and given you the authority it takes to overcome the enemy because we are the light of the world. We have to do this. This is what's going to transform this city is when our lives are transformed. And the other part is this that that Jesus said to me. Mark 16, 7 says this, And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They'll also heal the sick. Blind eyes will open. But Jesus said this to me. These signs will accompany those who believe. I truly believe in this room. I know a lot of you that you are believers in Jesus. But I also know that not many of us are driving out demons right now, right? Raise your hand if you've driven, just kidding. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) That is our calling. We are to drive out the demonic. We have authority to do these things. We are to heal the sick. We are to lay hands on the blind and their eyes should open and their ears should open. And here's the thing is that God is saying that before we can go out and do that, before we can transform the city, we first have to take authority over the demonic in our own lives. We have to assert the authority in our own lives over those voices and walk in faith and in the word of God then we will see the manifestation outward once we understand the power that we have over our own lives, the victorious life that we have. Victory is our inheritance. Victory is our inheritance. Victory is your inheritance. If you are struggling right now, if the enemy has a stronghold in your life, victory is your inheritance here and now. You're going to take back and declare war. If the worship team could come up. There is nothing impossible for God. So if you're sitting here and you're still bowing down to that thought, well, she doesn't know what I'm going through. She doesn't know what I've been diagnosed of. She doesn't know what my husband's done to me. 
She doesn't know how I was raised. All of those things have to bow to the authority of Jesus. All of them. It's your choice if you want to give him authority anymore, if you want to give him power in your life anymore. I truly believe that the enemy, he's just going to be crushed here. That those words, like, you're free. Do you want to walk free? Do you want to minister this word to your heart when the enemy comes? Because he'll come, right? Because he's the God of this age. He'll come. He'll whisper in your ear. But who are you going to surrender to? Because in a spiritual battle, you have to surrender to one or the other. You either have to surrender to God or you have to surrender to the enemy. You can't fight yourself. Even if you're trying to fight yourself, you're still surrendering to the enemy. Thank you for listening to Home Church's podcast. To go deeper into the message, text DEEPER to 66866. If you would like to give to this ministry, you can text the amount to 631-693-4176 or visit us at myhomechurch.org backslash give.